A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up, people? My name is Ebuka Obiuchi, and I like to see my full name because, you know, it's heavy. And I was on tea with Tay. It's finished. I guess I'm. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> Ebuka is on my couch. It's crazy. I don't know if you go come. Why you come? <laughs> I still don't know where I come on. I, still, I don't believe they come on. What have I seen the message? Before I even open the message, I say, I know what's in this here. This is where I want you to come to this. Thank I you. I wish you like I won't tell now. Ah. I'll say, you know what? I, I actually very rarely do interviews like you know. Yeah. And so something changed for me. I, I got uh, one of these, my people who like to say, Bukaya, a mentor, a mentor. And he was talking about how he had trying to, he was trying to find out stuff about me and how I, made it and he said he couldn't really find anywhere I had said or told my story or something. Yeah. So I said, ah, that was really hurt. So once in a while, I just, you know, talk about myself, but it's me not liking interviews it has nothing to do with me being afraid of interviews. Um, because now my work, so mm-hmm. I can't be afraid of doing what it is I do to other people. I just don't like being the center of the conversation. So I don't like the lights being on me too much. Which is so weird because you're yeah. already at the center of the conversation. <laughs> but it's also not, I'm on the center of my, of the conversation because of my work. Yeah. Right. Not because I said, ah, look at me. I'm here. Come on. That's not really my persona. Mm-hmm. So I, I try most times to stay away from, you know, consciously putting myself as the conversation or, yeah, or in the news or stuff like that. So once I do my work, my work, thankfully, they help the market sales. So I don't feel like, I've never really mm-hmm. felt the need to do ex- anything extra to, you know. but yeah, once in a while. I, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because that's how I think I want my brand to be. Yeah. In that it's more about the work than it's about you. Yeah. Yeah. But, I've always believed that. Yeah. I, I always say I have a morbid fear of blogs. And whether you're putting me inside the blog to say congratulations, yeah. I don't want. I swear, not only, I because, just don't, now, so the conversation on that will come to another, just leave me. 
I, I know you wish me well, but please don't put me in <laughs> So I'm not, I really, like, anytime I hear, I, I say, God, what is it? So any, just don't put me. Yeah, so. You know, it, it was so funny. Like, I was somewhere, I think I was in Cape Town. They sent me a blog link. That day, I was, it was <laughs> done. I just want to hustle and make this exactly. let me just be on this path but it's just crazy how yeah. you can just throw you on the blog and things yeah. I mean for the most part yeah, I mean I've gotten most, more good than bad press mm-hmm. anyway so it's not like I'm complaining about you know but generally I'd just rather not yeah you know make make that make leap person make while too much I beg Yes. Well, but like, what makes you? What makes you really? What makes you? What makes you really stand out? Because you really stand out, and you you know that you stand out from everybody. Like maybe not everybody, but like the lots, right? What makes Ebuka so Ebuka? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I, I, you must. It must. Be, it's probably better answered by people who are seeing mm. the brand. Um, my my life or my career has been a combination of being intentional about certain things and also not caring about certain things. So I think those two things have helped. I'm very intentional about where I want to go. So a lot of things I've done are not by chance, right? I knew that I wanted to be at the top of my career. I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I always knew that that was the aspiration. And I constantly learned, constantly put myself in circles where I knew the opportunities would present themselves. I constantly made myself available um, to grow and learn. I mean, there were times when I probably could have just been like, yeah, I, I, I submit this thing, Rich, nothing, you know. Mm. But at the same time, a lot of it also happened because unconsciously, I put myself in situations where it was, I had already been seen a certain way and then mm the time and chance came at the right time. I don't, like I said, the, the not putting myself out there is very conscious. Um, and I, I talk about this a lot. There's a brand I'm currently an ambassador for that signed me on as an ambassador. And they said it was because I was up against apparently two other, I'm not going to mention their names mm-hmm. in the industry as well, or in entertainment. I think one of them is even a musician. And they sent their the names to their head office outside of Nigeria. And why did Ibuka get the gig? Because they looked at my history and my record. I didn't find any yeah. stories that were weird yeah. or too or that jumped at them and scared them. Mm-hmm. So all the while, when other people are like, "Ah, guy, no news is bad. No, whether it's good or bad news, at least you're in the news. Put something out there. Put something out there." I mean, there are people he works for. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Exactly. He works yeah. for some people. But all that while, it's a book are dry. <laughs> you know, there's really nothing happening in his you life. You get that? Yeah, I get that. Because all people see, like if you go to my Instagram page, 98% of things on there are my work. Sure. If it's not a brand, it's an event I went to or it's a show I'm hosting. One out of a hundred pictures is my family. But is that who you really are? No, I mean, that's what I that want. Because I don't like people yeah so social media i don't want to be that guy who complains about social media because yeah. that's giving us plenty of money let's not lie let's but i also don't like people having an opinion on my personal life right criticize me it's fine but when it comes to how i'm living my private personal life i, I don't like people having a saying that you know and that's where the part matter spoils more from. So let me just keep that part as much as I can. True. 
So yeah, I mean, so very intentional. I think I think that probably also helps with standing out because people yeah. see. I know some of my favorite people in the industry are people who I wonder what's what's it about this person mm-hmm. that I don't know. I wonder what their life is like. I wonder what more there is if I peel out this layer. Mm. Maybe the element of mystery also helps to an extent because people know me but they don't know me. Because you are very mysterious, but it's it's it's, it's intentional. <laughs> like I said, my work. Mm. Everything you push, you see. But yeah. the parts that are not nobody's business are really nobody's business. And because I've seen so many people go downhill from there. It's I've seen crazy. it also work for people, but I just feel like it's not going to work for me. So make I, hold I, on. I, I also think that it doesn't really work for me when I try to be. <laughs> because when I see people like constantly creating controversy, just, I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Because I would die from the comments. Like, and the, not like right these days I'm learning to deal with it. Like, I'm. I know that this is my work and the more out there I am, the more people yeah. will talk, right? But it also kills me when I could have controlled the narrative. Yeah. I could have avoided such situations. Is, is that why you don't come outside? Because I know they see if outside. Oh, well, I don't rock for this life. Oh. Okay. Another reason why I don't come outside. I'm not, I'm not a Jesse. You don't come up for streets. <laughs> the streets Who don't come up <laughs> I don't know. I had, I lived my best lives or my best life mm-hmm. Between the age of 23 and 32. Serious? That's nine solid years of rocking in Lagos, of rocking, and I'm telling you, going clubbing four times a week. Is it lie? Yeah. And Ibuka Lagos was ever existed. Are you okay? Are you okay? Please. <laughs> you tell went me from about or something around that time. <laughs> no, seriously. Anybody who's in Lagos knows mm. Case Plays, uh, 1145, because I was a, I was on the road. Is it lie? Oh, yeah. And I was living on the mainland, by the way. So this was when we would go to Bacchus. See, I'm talking like one of those uncles now. Back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> but literally, I mean, I would rock Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights in a row like that. Go back home when I was living in Okota. Yeah. Leave the club at 3.30 in the morning to drive back to Okota. The next morning, we move again. Now my cousin, Larry Gaga. Now, two of us did straight to that time. Uncle Larry is your cousin. Grass, Okija solid. Yeah. Wow. So, so I, I enjoyed myself. Sway bar, it was so for me. It's like there's honestly, mm. and I don't say this because I'm trying to sound old or make anybody feel a certain type of way. Mm. There's nothing I see now that excites me because honestly, I don't do and finish. Like every, I don't chop life. The very first day, people, I remember saw people buy bottles of drinks. I was going club where you could still go to the counter and order cocktails. Mm, yeah. You don't see that in clubs anymore. Club, I was no, going club no, you can't where you too. could still buy beer at the club. Ah. And it was normal. And that's what. And I remember the very first, it was sometime in 2009 or 8. I remember it was Case Place, a club called Case Place, me, Larry, and a few of our mm. friends. And we bought bottles. It was such a weird look for a lot of people. Then, where did they do these people? Only on I won't finish. This drink, yeah. Oh, wait, I think there was a time where people were not really buying like bottles in. I said, I drink beer for club, and I'm talking Bacchus, and Bacchus was the most elite club in Lagos at the time. No, and you could buy, you could buy a glass of a cocktail, Long Island, and that would be your drink for in the, the, in the club. Yes, if you try to, we went at the club. Say, ah, no, like, I really need you to tell me about your 20s because 
now the Ebuka is C and this is going to be a problem because you know, yeah. you know that's why you need to talk more at interviews yeah. right because Ebuka <laughs> will they try to look up to now they look say Ebuka not the common yeah. just probably stay house but really and truly some of us one day club they rock every night we don't say Ebuka do all those for in 20s exactly and I think it's very important honestly because if I don't do it now then I know what they do True. And I honestly know that I would have still been doing it now because I I liked that life and I enjoyed myself mm. and it's also part of what got me to where I am now because I, I it helped me get a full balance of just what perspective of what life is you know I rocked with the kids of these people mm. who run the city. I rocked in, in Mikeja. I rocked on the mainland in Festac. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed myself. Mm-hmm. And I went out very religiously. And it was something I enjoyed at the time. Nobody's a person forced me. Mm-hmm. You know, so by 32, when I was now getting ready to settle down, I had to slowly start winding down and everything. And also, at some point, you also look at yourself and you're wondering how. I remember when I was in my 20s, 23, 24, and I would see some of those uncles. Who are like forty, and I just be like, "Oh wow, Dad, <laughs> go Who are the uncles then? You know. Who are the uncles then? Let's not shame anybody. No, <laughs> now, but not the uncles I would probably remember now are socialites, not celebrities. Right. People who are I like know. in the social circle, you know. And you just wonder, ah, this man, I meet your family now. Why are you still here with us? You know that kind of thing. Yeah. Not that they were cheating or anything, but just like you are still rocking in the club at four yeah. a.m. with we that we are still trying to enjoy life. Come on, you know. So I also think about it sometimes. What am I really doing at the club at this time? In my, at this age, mm. it doesn't mean I don't go club. I mean, I mean, I, I enjoyed Dirty December. I went out a couple mm. of times, Zoya and all of that. It's very but different now. Right? Generally, it's not. It's like okay, let me go and have fun for today, or let me go and hang out with my cousins, and my friends. But it's no longer a lifestyle for me. Mm. If I need to go out, if it's for a work, if I get a paid appearance, if it's for a brand, of course mm. I'm going to do it. But generally, I just wake up and be like, ah, where are going to this night? <laughs> if I do drinks, by the time it's eleven thirty, twelve. I swear. I mean, I have a bar in my house. Friends come over. We hang out with booze. I have a gazebo outside of my house. Mm. We can hang out out there. There's a TV there. We'll watch a game. Mm. We play games. Whatever it is, I'd rather have that than... I mean, now they try now. The kind of bills I see that you guys are paying to, to close these days. Um, Do you know how much school fees is? I have two children. Yeah. I like life. You know, one of, one of the things I'm hearing now is, is it just because you had made a decision or just because after a while you evolved, you became Ebuka. So there was no need to also be seen jumping around. Because for me now, these days, eh, I really like, I like music and I love yeah. piano and I love having a good time. But I realized that these days, I don't even want to be out in the club every other night. I like to go with my friends to have yeah. a good time. But I'd rather just sit in, watch TV, I don't th- have a few friends and just... Yeah, I don't think I switched off because I got married. Because after I got married, I, was, I still went out quite a bit. I don't think he was like, oh, hey, Bukana, let's fix this brand. Mm. Honestly, I think it was because as you as you get older, I yeah. think everybody gets to that point where you slowly start realizing mm. what else is there to see? True, Honestly. True. What else is really there to see? Because it's the same clubs, it's the same girls, it's the same things, the same drinks, mm-hmm. the same music. And like, okay, it was fun, but now like... What does it do for me? Mm. You know, it was nine solid years. And I'm talking of nine years from when I left Big Brother. That's why I started from 2000 and from when I was 23. Before then, we don't do university. We don't rock or we rock for Abuja. <laughs> so it's not like I rocked. Yeah. I, I had a long span where I really 
went out a lot mm. and did all of these things. And then slowly, he just started realizing, you know, this thing is... And then as you get more responsibilities generally, I mean, I want to maybe speak for myself, you also start, your priorities start realigning, you know, okay, this Azure I won't buy, so as against, you know, this uh, laptop I won't buy for my picking. Yeah. Which one weighs better? Yeah. You know, slowly your life, then you're making plans about, you know, investments and just make your life no go spoil later. <laughs> you know, because you want other Azure. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so I think over time, slowly you just start realizing, you know what, these things are, they are great, but they don't have to now be a, a daily or a part of your lifestyle anymore. But I think, I don't, I think it helps. I think everybody should, if you, if it's your thing, I think you should absolutely enjoy yourself as long as you can afford it, as long as it doesn't cost you any problems, but you should actually go through that phase. Yeah. And I think your twenties are honestly for that. If you don't do it, then it's going to be hard for you to do it the way you would have done it if you were in your twenties. So, yeah amazing yeah because i've heard though <laughs> so <laughs> no job life i think it's very let's important let's talk about like big brother and i'm yeah. not talking about this you when i went no i'm not talking okay. about you as a host okay you, but i'm talking about when you went because okay. nana i remember say again one guy with the newspaper <laughs> where he reads it yeah. that time where i know the word people that because i was too young to watch it and my granddad yeah. allows to watch him that that time but big brother one that's you guys right yeah for for newspaper they did print on a picture mm-hmm. remember <laughs> so I was in primary school or yeah. so like I could see them oh this is a housemate but I just used to read I didn't really know what it was so fast for a night it makes sense now that be those people will be still why did they do that sorry because uh, <laughs> you already come to the primary school that time okay so like what, 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 year, what, what year was this 2006 place? Jesus Christ yeah do you know where I was in 2006 where so this, this is one. <laughs> I was, I you're not in primary school. I thought you were primary school. No, right, actually, right. I was just entering. This is yeah, one. 2006. Yeah. Wow. I was a lawyer already. I'd gone to law school, everything. So you had, but I got into the house. I'd gone to law school. Yeah, I was done with school. I was done with everything. I was already a barrister. And I was 23 at the time when the show started. I was the second youngest housemate. Wow. Or the third youngest, yeah. So it was a weird lawyer. You don't see what lawyers they collect for salary. Anybody here know? Man, we know now. Yeah. Might might tell you before we go far. Yeah. You get some lawyer. I don't say they go watch this. You get some lawyer. That's how we for you. Like, did he cost me and my friends TV? <laughs> and that's how they go. They cost us. We they fly. Say, thank God the girl behind the camera even said <laughs> so she's already terrific. She knows about this era. And let me say what's crazy. I was in law diploma, but I was not serious like like, like that because I really was to be a model that time. Yeah. So I said, I could dig my help and that's why I can't, I'm not going to pass entire. No. <laughs> yeah, it's too. So I can't throw me go history. So I can't jump down my friend for philosophy so me and I can't be fed, best of the <laughs> So that's how they go to courses but we're very crazy we wanted to do more. Lost and dusted to wear bright and black. They, they go. They sweat. Now. It's quite red. So was the day they got silent. <laughs> not laugh at my back. I'm not laughing at them. I'm just saying that. It's so but funny it's, how... But it's very, very true. It's very, very true. Me, I did... my, my I did law for six and a half years instead of five because of strike. Wow. And there was one long strike. Okay, of course, we were not in school then. In 2001, that was like a seven-month strike. That And then plus the other two, two months, three, two months we had. You now go through that. Come to law school one year. We more than half of this class fail. You now come and tell me I'm going to come and collect 15 or 16k at the time. It, it was such a heartbreaking moment to find out this is not going to really work. No, you but know? are you saying from that time you've been paying lawyers 
those amounts. What do they do? No, but why do our parents keep pushing us to study law then? Because he's a God barrister is in front of your name now. So it's, it's you know Christ. my parents didn't make me read law for you. Now me decided now me carry that's why I couldn't complain to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> now me carry my own mm. law school, say I want to be a lawyer. My father said, okay. Right so, behind you, you know. So, so BBN was like a yeah, so I came out of the show. I honestly and Big Brother was because I'm sure you kind of know me. We've worked together before. Yeah. I'm very shy. And I'm like you could say now, my lifestyle generally is not very, you know, out there. Yeah. But that's why I did my sister also. And then she sees a newspaper ad saying Big Brother was coming to Nigeria, audition, da 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 da. Now I tell us, yeah, I go do this thing. But I said it's out of and she said, I beg you, who dash you? You know, it was sort of a and I know she meant it like if people they talk, this one too good. They talk. <laughs> what kind of brother. human were you? Because I was, friend? I couldn't look people in the eye. Like I was right. that kind of guy who was, if beast come out, they run mm. entire room because mm. I was very very shy, mm. which is also funny. Like wait to carry me go read law. I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> now matter the dodger. Anyway, so she saw the ad and I was just like, you know what? Make I shock this girl. So I didn't even tell her anything. I go cyber cafe that time. Cyber cafe. And I was wow. Have to go to cyber cafe. Apply for mm-hmm. Big Brother. Fill the form. And then I moved on. This wouldn't get back to us for like a month. So at the point, I just said, I say, it's not really work. <laughs> then I got a call. So, you know, you've been selected. We have an audition, blah, blah, blah. I'm on my mind. So at that point, I was like, shit, shit. This is actually real now. Wow. Then I saw another ad. Prize, $100,000 that time. I said, ah. Eh? 100K that was, the, that was the prize money, yes. Now, it's a cartoon we know. Cartoon. Wow. Yes, uh, at was, that it was time. $100,000, yeah. I said, it, I now had this plan of how we're going to the house, win the money, move to America, do my master's and start a life. The money was already, it made sense now, $100,000. Okay, so I didn't plan to go into Abel, entertainment. Abelka at this point was never in the works for you. It no, was never. No. The plan was to win the money, run to America, go do my the master's. American as you know, as Miracle, just yes. do like this. That was my plan. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is one of the smartest BBN guys ever. Go to the audition venue, see crowd. My, that was when I really just said, yeah, I'm not going to do this. I honestly was going to turn back and walk away when I heard my name. Hey, books! And it was Katsung, the guy who ended up winning yeah. the season. We're you friends, guys friends in Abuja before? then. Yes, but of course, when we got into the house, we're acting like we're not. Anyway, so I knew him in Abuja. <laughs> that was a shit. So he made me walk back. Mm. And then we just started hanging out and just in. I saw audition start too. And, uh, then I went out into audition. Kind of girls. I, I see if I know this, I was mad die. Hey! <laughs> I was so excited about I love it, it, you know. But it was like six or seven stages of auditions. Mm-hmm. We ended up seeing a psychiatrist, psychologist, yeah. and all of that. And then the show now started and I got into the house. The day the show started was the day I regretted going on. Wow. Because I was... So a lot of things played in my head. When the, when the door closed and I saw the other 11 guys, I was just like, yeah, no. This is really nuts. Because you don't know anybody. Then you realize you actually stuck with these people. Mm. I always tell people, we're really very harsh yeah. on this housemates. Because it's very because I've been through it. I know how hard it is. Mm. Imagine us today, and I made, when I, now, we all, at least you know these people. Yes. They made it all lock for three months. All the bad characters will come Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Then imagine having that with strangers. Right. And you're also still competing for something and having to live with those people. I just knew that, man. Mm. I don't know if I can do this. And secondly, you know, you don't get feedback. And it was the first one in Nigeria. I was also sure that the show was a flop. Because I don't know you hear any noise from outside. <laughs> I said, is anybody even watching this? Yeah. I just imagine my friends, they laugh me. They say, you don't go fool yourself. <laughs> 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 for TV. 
So what were so you I like? I was really, really just, I don't use the word depressed, but I did, I wasn't happy oh, wow. being there. But the title sponsor of the season was an alcohol brand. And at the time, alcohol was unlimited. Mm. I drank, I drank a lot. Let's just put it that way. Okay, so I would wake up, brush, dress up, and start drinking from the morning. Just That was how I kind of survived. I was there for two months out of three. I always say people, if you see my, my eviction video went viral a few yeah. months ago. Mm-hmm. It's probably the happiest face you see for anybody who was a video. I said, I can't I was happy. <laughs> so Why were you so depressed in the house? I was, I just, I didn't want to, I don't know. I wasn't, uh, I, I don't like people. I've told you this before. I don't like yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. I know it comes across. I don't understand sense. how you mean it. Yeah. yeah I know. Yeah, yeah. I don't, uh, just leave me alone. Yeah. Then having to not have that was quite a bit. And then also a lot of things playing in my head. Also, I was 23. Like, is this really what I, what's the end result of this? Yeah. Thing? Then at the point I started realizing, like I said, I'm not going to win this thing. Wow. So if I now don't win, what is now the point? You know, but something good happened, which is what kickstarted my career. Because we would have these tasks in the house and all of that. And then one of the tasks we had was a dra- drama presentation. I tell you, I know the acts because I, I don't know how to act. Mm. Just leave me. I'm not going to act. I say, okay, be the narrator. So I, I opened the show with like a presentation and then I narrated the play. How it went on. And everybody else was like, ah, I did so good. Big brother said, everyone heal me after. So he started putting things in my head. Like, Maybe this could be something. Direction. You mm-hmm. never know. So when I got evicted and I was very happy, I mean, the next day when I remembered the $100,000, I became sad again. <laughs> That's on the side. And then everybody, people would all come, come to me when I came out of the house like, guy, you need to explore television, explore television. And I was like, actually, if I was going to do anything, I would do radio. Because I was still a very shy guy. Yes. Anything we could just make me hide. Let me, let them hear my voice. We're like, no, but I mean, you look good. Why not? And then I started going for auditions after that and got my first show on NTA. You got a show after the house in four or five months after. Yeah. In it started in October in 2006. A, a game show called Friend of Four. Wow. That was my very first show on television. I was 24 then, I turned to 24. Mm. Yes. It was on good old NTA. We shot it at the LTV studios and it aired on NTA. It was, it was on air for two years. Yeah. So that's where it started. Your character, your character started from there. Yes. And <laughs> tell me, <laughs> from the first job I got was actually with This Day. But I was a writer with this day. I wrote for this day for about four or five years. I, I like to I say that because people think I don't have sense. Yeah. <laughs> so I like people to know that I was like, I know book. Yeah. And I wrote, I had a back page column, not just a small article. I had wow. a back page column every Sunday in this day between 2006 and 2011. What were you writing about? Just stuff, life. Yeah. Was, so when, so that's, you, I got, I got, I started that, sorry, I started that in July. Then I got the TV show in October. Yeah. So. Yeah. So what you leaned in more to the TV? Bit. Well, the TV was bringing more money. I mean, writing is hard in Nigeria. Let's be honest. Yes, any journalist will tell you that. Any writer. No, even the real TV. Yeah, exactly. Too say, oh, it's too much. What? what summarize it for mm. me. Ordinary caption for Instagram. They don't worry. Nothing to come. It's like I'm paying you. <laughs> you know. So TV was bringing more money. Mm-hmm. Also. At a point, I had to, by 2007, I had two shows on air. There was another show called The Glow Show, which was a telecoms yeah. entertainment show. And they were kind of, both shows are kind of backed by brands. And the money was good for me at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was 23, 24. Mm-hmm. My account was looking nice. Decent. That was kind of famous. Mm-hmm. I get one small Corolla. I mean, come on. What else could I ask for? Yes. So it was, it was a good, yeah. it was a good start. 
and a lot of the money came from TV, which also kind of led me into hosting events, mm. which also opened that window to be like, okay, so if you do this, you can actually make this quick money just from two, three hours off. So I obviously now lean more towards the stuff that my face would bring money for. I mean, we didn't have social media then to do influencing, to promote the brand. Mm. Literally, two, three months after the show ended, people woke up to you and wrote, what are you doing now? You know that thing they will write on your Twitter? Yes, comments. Your back in our day, was face-to-face. Because we didn't have Facebook. Facebook kind of became big in Nigeria the year after. So it was my MySpace, which was not a big thing in Nigeria. Wow. So they were like, ah, you are so scarce. <laughs> what are you up to this? <laughs> <laughs> they still yes. do it. All those mothers, ah, you're, you're looking lean. Mm. <laughs> are you sure you're okay? Yeah, you, I hope you're doing well. <laughs> they literally would embarrass you in your face. I had to walk up to me and say, I hated you in the house. Because there was no way to write it in the comments. No, even, yeah. what, I really want to know what you were like in the house. Because I read somewhere yeah. where your wife even said she, didn't, she couldn't stand you when yeah. you were in the house. <laughs> were you that much of the... No, so here it says what it was. People, thank God there's no cliff to it. So I'm going to tell you my own story. But so I, I was perceived as two things. I was perceived as arrogant. And I was perceived as a player. Right. Arrogant because I didn't necessarily interact with a lot of people. But they didn't know where it came from. Like yeah, I said, I, I don't like people. It doesn't yeah. mean I was, I felt I was better than them. I just would rather be left alone. Mm-hmm. And the player thing, so it's a very long story. I don't want to involve names, but Tell shout out to Francisca now. and Helen. I hope you guys are doing good wherever you are. <laughs> so got into the house. There's a girl called Francisca who liked me. And I, we had a conversation. I was like, you know, let's see how things go outside the house. Mm. For now, I'm not really sure I can do this in yeah. the house. Um, Francisca and Helen are good friends. Francisca would go to Helen and be like, Oh, I like this boy, I think. Mm-hmm. And, but he's not reciprocating or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, then I started liking her, Helen. And then Helen and I kissed at some point in the house and it looked like we were having a thing. Mm-hmm. So it looked like you was, you Helen and I played her. Wow. As against it being, okay, I told you he's not, I'm not really interested. But then I found someone else I liked. So I looked like the bad guy for, Dumping this one. Mm. It was the women of Nigeria that voted of me. Course. All the mothers, especially. How dare. You know, and then she was the youngest in the house. She came, she almost won actually. I think she was first runner up. She was second. So she had a huge following. You know, they were like, how dare this, who does he think he is? So the moment I was nominated once and I left. <laughs> <laughs> you were that yes. housemate. Week seven. Wow. The day I came up. Bye bye. Tell me life after Big Brother, right? Is it the same thing as it is now? Because I'm sorry to say, a lot of people leave the house feeling more depressed than they were before they got into the house because they, they don't know that when, when you become a star, a lot of things come with it. Did you have that phase where you were like, I wish I didn't go for the show? If you, Did you ever wish that your life was normal? You could get your normal life back because you're not really even a, an outgoing person like that. I was outgoing at the time, but I think what's different now is social media where there's a lot of pressure, you know, and there's a lot of eyeballs, Mm -hmm. easy access to what you're up to. Back then, the show is over, the show is over. If you don't grant an interview or you're consciously in entertainment, Mm -hmm. you could be doing well in some corner, nobody knows. But there's no way for them to put the pressure on you because they're not seeing you and there's no way of interacting. So I think that was different. But yes, the pressure was there because a lot of us left the show. People had different plans. A lot of people couldn't actualize the plans. A lot of people went into Nollywood at the time from my season. Tried it out. Those who stayed on, stayed on. People like Gideon who are still doing great there. Some other people realized it wasn't their thing. Some people went back to nine to fives. Mm -hmm. A lot of people traveled out of the country. A good number of people from my season are in America now. 
you know, so there was pressure there, but I don't know if I ever thought I wish I didn't go. No. Um, cause I think I had a four, five month lag of what is going to happen to my life after the show. So it was like a five month mm-hmm. period where nothing was happening besides the fact that I was writing every Sunday for this day. Outside of that, there was no, so I don't know that I ever felt like, God, why didn't I, why did I go on this? No, but there were times when I wondered, um, how long will this last? Mm-hmm. Cause Big Brother is a buzz. Like we see now, yeah. once there's a new season, you know, it's over, you know, this season after us was Africa, which often Neka went into, and I think right. she came second. Yeah. So the distraction went, but I still kind of had work and I stayed relevant to an extent. Mm-hmm. And I think, so I never really went through a phase of, wow, am I, you know, I went through that phase later, but it, it had nothing to do with mm-hmm. Big Brother. It was when I went to do my master's. I left Nigeria for a year and a half. Why? In 2010. So I like book, interestingly. And I like, I always say to today, I miss school. I don't miss studying, but I miss school. <laughs> I don't know if that makes yeah. sense. I like be, I like learning stuff. And I've always, I was never, I like, I like edu- I've, I, education for me is important, right? Mm-hmm. And I always felt like a degree was, okay, you have a degree, but how competitive will you be? And I'm, I was, I still feel like, you know, you never know where life is going to take you. And when it's time to present what you're worth, mm-hmm. you know, what are you coming with? So I always knew I was going to do a master's degree. I always knew. I just didn't know when it was going to happen. Then Big Brother happens like, okay, will I ever have the time for it? Mm-hmm. You know? And then I had done TV from 2006. By 2009, I was like, hmm. So one of my shows had ended, the friend of four, when I was not doing the Glow show and then there were other um events i used to host and all of that and i said maybe this would be it i knew that if i didn't do it before i turned Mm. 30 it was going to be a problem and by 2009 i was like 27 i was like 26 27 i started realizing time is going Mm. and i really want to get this thing done it now also made sense to me because i was a lawyer and i was now in entertainment i'm like entertainment law is very there's a vacuum in nigeria for it why not maybe enter here and see what that will come with. And then I started applying to schools in America, got a good school, American university, got a course in intellectual property and entertainment law. I was, I don't want to say I was at the, I was definitely not at the peak of my career, but I was doing very well. Mm. But I just figured, yeah, I'll just go, it's just a year. I'll come back. And then, were you yeah. worried that maybe they'll probably forget you when you go for that one and That's year. what I said. At the time, I didn't, now you would have those kind of thoughts because yes. industry is different. It's I'm different. talking about a time when there was literally like three channels on TV. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There were a few of us who were, who had work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was working on NTA. You, let's not bash anybody, but everybody wants to, we now have a podcast. There's more yeah. ways for people to blow. Then, I mean, Africa Magic was even very like movie centered. Yeah. You probably had the AITs and Silverbeds. And then there was Sound City and Channel O. I think those were it. Yeah. So I just figured, mm, I'll go and come back. I mean, I still have these brands that I'm going to work with. Mm-hmm. It's just a year. Biggest mistake I made. Not just because, like you said, people will forget you. But also because that was the year, I always said that was the year media changed in Nigeria. And a lot of the people you know today as top OAPs came into the country. Right. Moved back. That was when I, moving back was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Tools moved back that year. I did. Dolakboni, Oreka, all of these people. A lot of them. Relocated. 
That's new radio stations opened. No, Semikoka came later, I think. Mm. New radio stations opened. Mm. You know, new TV channels. Africa Magic sort of rejigged and did that 53 extra. It was just like a time. Now I'm in America in DC mm. and I'm looking. That What's Twitter had become on? big then. Instagram wasn't a thing. It was Twitter. And I'm just like, ah. This, the because I left. I don't be seeing Bella Niger then. Events. Oh, they say, wow. new it's girl. I say, ah. This place like this. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the, 2010 was such a, Pivotal year for the media, and then yeah. Ibuka was not there. You know when it all happened. So it was it weird. It was a very tough time for me. First of all, this is below freezing. Normally, mm. it's cold. I'm in school. I have like papers to submit, and my industry is growing without me. You know, it was very hard. It was very very hard, and it became worse when I even moved back because I, I graduated in May 2011, moved back to Nigeria, and hey guys, I'm here. Hey. Nothing. The it girls have taken over. Yes. <laughs> so from that May 2011 till the end of 2012, I was pretty much unemployed for like a year and a half. I mean, I would host the occasional events mm-hmm. because some brands they kind of knew me. Some of my friends in the agencies would, I will have this event, but I was, this morning, I will see what gets me this. So you know, so that was happening. Mm-hmm. But in that time, I probably auditioned for about seven or eight shows that were big in the country. A lot of reality shows, you know, the X Factors and all of that came mm-hmm. at the time. Right, because you were so good. But of course, I never got the job. I also got a lot of missed opportunities because that was also not trying to shade anybody because a lot of my people I mentioned are my guys yeah. and my girls. But it was also a time when there was an accent fever in Nigeria where you had to sound a certain way. Yeah. I sound very Nigerian. Quite. I was almost told that at a point, which was why I didn't get a job because they felt I wasn't going to connect to the hip crowd at the time because I know Sabi ruined my arrows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Core. But can you try? I could, but I didn't, I've never felt the need to. Mm-hmm. I feel like I speak clearly, which is what's, and it's so interesting that now, mm-hmm. sounding Nigerian is cool. It is cool. It's so interesting and I'm happy that I might have been a small part of it because people also started watching Big Brother in 2016, 2017 mm-hmm. when I started hosting and I'm like, ha, ah, I like he just talks normally. He yes, speaks PG. No. He's wearing Agbada. Before then, it's interesting. Before I went to Big Brother, people used to wear traditional on those kind of shows. You mm-hmm. had to wear a suit. I went to an audition wearing trad. There's a game show that was supposed to come to this country in 2016. I wore trad to that show. And they were very upset that I have to, that I didn't dress appropriately for the audition. And I said, but we're in Nigeria. They're like, no, the format, you have to wear a suit. I'm like, but formats adapt to where they come to. Yeah. And it was very, very shocking to me at the time. But now it's so normal that, in fact, if you wear to say, okay, it's fine, but when are you changing? <laughs> when I now guess, Crazy. it's like you have to give us more Niger. Yeah. So, but I'm talking 2010, 2011, 2012, when it was the cool thing was to, you know, have a British or American accent, mm. you know, and speak a certain way. So I lost a lot of jobs then. And it was a year and a half, the toughest year and a half of my entire life, where I just, I just kept wondering, why the hell did I leave? My parents re- will send me vacancies to jobs. I went to one or two interviews for nine to fives. So I'm not going to lie. I mean, I didn't follow up eventually because I was just like, this thing, there's still something here. You know? Wait, so, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Because I'm thinking about like, coming from an Igbo family. Yes. You're from Okija, right? You're, they're, they're and I'm it. Yeah, that son don't go to school. Go do master's, finish. Come, come, talk, see the chase. They, they go on day for two. What's the point? So, I mean, like, the interest, yeah, it's true. Because I went to Dulo Abbey. I yes. came, came the whole idea. I came back. Doing yes, entertainment, entertainment law. Law. So I was trying to do entertainment law on the side as well. But it was also a time where the industry didn't necessarily feel the need for lawyers. Yeah. So you had people who would sign contracts themselves. Ah, 
So I'll not give you 10% because you did like this, but because you read my contract. That's when all these artist, producer, artist, uh, drama. manager, drama was so rampant mm. because people didn't used to read what they signed. Yeah. And then when it's time to work out, they realize, oh, they can't. And then I said they were cheated. Meanwhile, you were not cheated. You literally signed this thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So there was a time when nobody understood it. Why do I, so I'll now get a 10 million idea. I'll give I you give one million. million. Why wait till you do for me? Because you read this thing. No, no I said, you read. So it was also very hard for me. <laughs> I mean, I did something for Davido. Shout out Davido. Rona, his sister, gave me a, a David, I had a small yeah. arena with David at the time and she was trust my money from there too at that time but David was just starting off as well yeah. so I mean the money not plenty like he'd be bring better bring her now man. you were running to around yeah so I mean I had one or two at the time I mean I had this grand plan of coming back on TV but also having this law firm mm-hmm. on the side you know with my friend who I would open up with and then we'll have a partnership and we do entertainment law stuff so it was nothing just seemed to make sense anymore when I came back mm-hmm. you know my parents were very they were hard on me but they also kind of just felt like Come what's on. that gonna happen now you know but they lived in Abuja I was in Lagos I was living with my other brother mm-hmm. I feel like he's that one that was just like this boy you know every time I come back on this couch <laughs> what are you, you doing with your life you know <laughs> but I I I, I auditioned Taija. You didn't believe in it so much. I knew I was good at what I did. Right. I knew, I mean, I, I may not be the best TV presenter, but I knew I was a good TV host. Mm. So I, I just kept wondering, it can't be that I'm bad. Something has to give at some point, mm. you know? And to be honest, I gave myself 2012 as the bar where if nothing happens this year, I'm either going to move out of this country or get a regular job. In December, I got a call from Chude and we had a conversation and the conversation in now veered into, oh, we're trying to even reform Robin Minds. I'm like, really? I actually watched Robin Minds and I was thinking, why don't I, but I didn't want to push anybody from their yeah. work, you know, but it was something I've been thinking about. I said, okay, let's talk about it. And then we had this conversation. This was literally at the end of the year that I said I was not going to do anything again went back and forth on ideas on how I wanted to make it into this more personal one-on-one type show and all of that. And then January 6th, 2013 was my first Robin Minds show. And that was how... That's the comeback. That was sort of the comeback for me. July that year, Ebony Life happened. So wow. I, I started doing Robin Minds in January. By March, Ebony Life I started casting for presenters for because they had a, a lot more shows that they were going to do. Yeah. Um, and I got a call. I used to be interested in this, this kind of show we're trying to look at. Da, 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 da. I said, sure. And then all of a sudden from nothing, I had two jobs. Amazing. <laughs> in the same year. So that was, 2013 was when everything sort of so, flipped yeah. on its head and here it's just we are. Been the, yeah. Why have you held that job for so long, Robin Mines? <laughs> I really enjoy Robin Mines, you know? And I get that question a lot. Some yeah. people also wonder... Like channels, it's like this terrestrial yeah. TV. Nobody cares. I mean, I think I know why, but I really yeah, want but to I say really it, like, yeah. I really like Robin Mines for a lot of reasons, right? So I always say this: besides a show like Big Brother, which is a monster, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a gazillion people who watch Big Brother. Satellite penetration in Nigeria is like under this table. <laughs> if you have a good show, honestly, I'm not talking online. If you have a good show on a DSTV today. A good show, a good, mm. a decent show, not Big Brother now. Leave Big yeah. Brother out of it because you're ready to cover, defend whatever. Yeah. If on a good day, if you get, if you get 500,000 viewers, you are killing it. On DSTV. Yes. And that is one in 
a gazillion. There are some shows that, I mean, Nigeria has less than 5 million DSTV subscribers. Stop. Yeah. I kid you not. Everybody has Go TV now. though has there are more Go TV subscribers, but DSTV oh. subscribers are less than five million. People think everywhere you go there's DSTV. No, in fact, outside of major cities like Lagos, Abuja, Botakot, in fact, Botakot is never majorly DSTV. There's a lot of these other satellite companies mm. that are running things in parts of the north, in the east. So, but it's cool to be on DSTV. I mean, yeah. it's a great platform. Yeah. They employ me. I love what they've done with the media space. Yeah. Terrestrial TV, on the other hand. NCA today easily has 40 million viewers on anything. On anything. Channels is number, I think number two or three now with viewership. So wow. a bad day on channels, for example, will give you two million viewers. If you go to any brand and you have a show you want to give them, they will most likely, most likely ask you, is it going to be on terrestrial? Mm. You would have that conversation because you know the eyeballs are there. So that's one reason why I'm still on channels mm. because I already have the cool market locked. Yeah. This place, the guy in Midugri, the guy in Okija, mm. you know, you know, Shogbo, they still watch his shows. So there's a bigger audience. And that is Nigeria. Mm. Same thing happens in America. The ABCs, NBCs, and CBS are still the biggest platforms, yeah. whether you like it or not. All these other guys on satellites would always have to come second to these guys, you know. So that's why one of the reasons why I'm there. But mm. secondly, it's, it's also, I said, Robin Mines prepared me for Big Brother. It's a live show. Mm-hmm. I know how nervous I used to be when I started working on Robin Minds. We are nervous. Oh yeah, you on Robin Minds. Oh yeah, my first I month was. Updated, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what live TV is? Uh, there's no sorry. Let's do it, it again. Or you know, you made a mistake. Yeah. And you, this is now, and it's a serious show. Mm. You know, I'm not. You can't. There's, there's NBC rules as well. There's certain things you can't just make mistake and say mm-hmm. on air. You know, so. It prepared me for a show like Big Brother, which is also live and, you know, fast. On you your have feet. to be quick-witted. Yeah. If something is going wrong, if the teleprompter stops, you can't suddenly start jerking. You I know, mean, stuff like I that. I mean, the days that you, you just mess up and you're like, oh my fucking God. Do you know Robin Mines? I don't know of any big mess up on Robin Mines. Interesting. And it's going on 10 years, which is shocking thinking about it. Now, let me not jinx it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this Sunday now. <laughs> My, I mean, I feel like Big Brother. I mean, Big Brother is Big Brother. Big Brother is a whole other conversation. It's, it's possible I've had one or two gaffes, but I don't know if it's only, also anything career ending per se. Um, I don't remember any. Though. Yeah. So with rubbing mind, so that's another reason why it's. I think it made me a better TV host mm. on any level because you have to always be on your toes. You know that you can't get anything wrong. And then thirdly. The kind of people who bring money in this country, <laughs> let me be honest, watch channels. Yeah. The people yeah. who are going to, I'm talking of the corporate guys, the guys in Abuja, mm-hmm. if you're going to host a gig for a state government or for a bank, I can assure you that most likely the MD saw you on Dropping Minds, yeah. not on whatever else it is you might be doing. They might have seen you there, but, but because of the cultural, the way culture works, they might not have taken you that seriously. Mm. But they see me on rubbing minds and I'm talking politics and I'm talking finance and they're like, oh, okay, let's use that guy. It has going to be more work than you can think of just because I've been on that show for that long. So I remember you told me this. There's a lot of reasons why I'm still there. And I actually, on top of all of that, I enjoy it. Yeah. It pays me the least. My producer. No, 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 no,
abreast of because I'm I'm one of those guys who likes to know everything. Mm. I always say I know something about everything. I don't know everything about everything, mm. but I know something about everything. Mm. Sports, entertainment, music. Mm. There's you can't throw me in a conversation and I'll be lost. Mm. It's almost impossible. Mm. I was watching curling. You know what curling is? It's a sport in the Winter Olympics. I was watching it this morning for an hour randomly. I'm like that. But because I do rubbing minds, I have to know something because you never know what the conversation might go to on a yeah. day and you can't be lost. So it helps me also stay abreast. But, but, but were there times where you didn't know as much and you felt like you needed to know more to be on rubbing minds? Because no. I'm sure that you probably didn't start this. I've always been like that. Really? Yes, I've always been like that. My quest for knowledge is weird. I always tell people like, watch, I can watch anything on TV. I can literally go from watching I'm on pro on CNN to Powerpuff Girls. And then from there, I go watch a completely different show on crime. And then right after that, mm. I could go to, I don't know, a sports That's show. Like, wild. I watch everything. My wife says it at home. She's like, what do you like? <laughs> or what do you not like? I was watching yesterday, Real Housewives of Durban, randomly. And I was like, okay, this is not bad. And I watched it. And after that, I watched uh, Anna Delvey, in, 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 Inventing Anna. There's wow. a series on Netflix about yeah. the scam. I watch anything and I really like it. And I, will, I can watch CNN and it's for six hours. I love television. When people say, what's your hobby? And I say television, I'm like, is it really my hobby? Is it kind of what I do? Because it's, mm. I also use it to learn. Mm. You know, one of the things I do a lot and I started doing that like the last five, six years, I watch a lot of talk shows from anywhere. Mm. Ghanaian talk shows, Australian, Japanese, American, British, of course. I just, it helps me also improve you know, how do they, how does this guy hold the conversation? He's the best interviewer in Australia. Let me watch his show. Like, oh, okay. That was good. So I do that as well. So I watch a lot of TV. So you're that also watching, helps Watching me. these things help you just... Oh, yeah. Because you also know things without even knowing. Mm. So sometimes it comes up later in the conversation. You're like, oh, okay. That was what that was. You right. can't do that. So you shout. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it just so happened that you fell into watching something. I used to be a big reader. Mm. But I don't read that much anymore. So TV mm. has sort of substituted for that. And I just have a wide scope of things I watch. You know, so. It's not even easy to read again these days. I don't think I read as much anymore. So I don't hear the record podcast now. I don't go somewhere. You want your job sleep. I swear. You know, so. Speaking of Robbie Mines, I remember the day that. I know that we're going to talk about this, obviously. This is going to be part of the conversation. But So Tamisan was. Well, you were an assistant associate producer, assistant producer. What were you? Production manager slash. I think. As, I was assisting the author yeah. yeah. Or Robbie Minds. Or Robbie Minds. And I, I to, let me just tell you the truth. This day how long were you on Robbie Minds for? Maybe like two years ish. Were you up to two years? I felt I like it was working, shorter. I started working okay, I was in Red Media for about two years. Yeah, but, but I started Robbie working Mines. like a year. Yeah. So I did like the first day I saw Timmy come to the studio as a, as a production manager. I knew you were not gonna be there for that long. What? I just knew your day your body. I didn't know. I just, I knew this boy was not ready to be doing a let me print script and I hated this because I just felt like you know, it helped me understand the Kinda space and work. the work, right? Yeah. But I just knew that I was made for front of the, yeah. of the camera. I could tell. Yeah. And you also would have a few clashes with the producer. And, then, and I knew it was because, not because you don't know the work, because he was just not sweeting you. No, 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 Your mind say, was somewhere else. I, I, let me say the truth. <laughs> I thought that the, because of how I saw myself and how I saw you, I just feel like yeah. people can't do this differently. But yeah. my producer, to refer to him, likes things to be done a certain way. Yeah. Right? And me, I'd be young, I just won't do things a certain way. So yeah. I kind of understood that this, this was how this show was supposed to be. So eventually I, 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 I got it. And I remember the day that... Uh, we had a very... 
It's just so. <laughs> this so is we ha- by wardrobe on Robin Minds comes from the production team, right? Yeah. They bring the suits and everything. I used to go so pick up every Sunday. He has to go pick up my outfit, yeah, right? Outfit. And comes to the studio with it, and mm-hmm. then I change into the suits. Yeah, but I used to give them perspective of what kind of work. Because remember, the thing that I just came into this space, they made me the best. No, yeah, right. So. My job at the time <laughs> which was on Sundays. I used to work Monday to Friday. But on Sundays, we used to shoot um, Robin Mines, not even in Lagos, in Ogun State. Opic. Opic, Abi. Yeah, yeah, Shout out so to my Opic guy. Every I go to Sunday, Opic every Sunday. I would have arranged with the designer or tailor. I used to be in charge of getting suits, right? So I would arrange with the tailor or whoever I was in charge of the stylist to make the suits available. I'll bring it to you. But for that, for some reason, that Sunday... I think they said you you will have black pants or something. Yeah, I think I was no. So there was a confusion. I think I was supposed to have one black pants, and you were going to just bring a jacket yeah. or something. But I didn't get that communication. Mm-hmm. And then I get to the studio in my blue jeans. Yes. And there's a jacket and a tie and a shirt, and I'm like, I can't wear blue jeans. And then we're not looking for pants to wear. And the show is like what twenty minutes to go. To go. And as the hard-working production <laughs> manager I was, I said, yeah, come wear my And one. then, to me, come and wear my trousers. I was like, first of all, why am I going to wear your fucking trousers? And then I realized, that's probably my only option. And a they, episode of that, they try now. They try now. I just said, okay, come on, son. Went to Disney, <laughs> removed his trouser, brought his trouser, I wore his trouser. And I hosted Robin Mines your pants. That Did was you? very strange. <laughs> to tell you, <laughs> that day I told myself, like, one day I'll remind you of this. I remember that time when I was, I was, I, I think I did something. And no, Ebook has always been nice. Maybe he doesn't really like people, but from afar, he goes see they support you. So I think he had said something like, um, one day when you're on GQ, we're going to talk about. Yeah. I mean, GQ will still happen. But yeah, we'll still talk about it. We said this, <laughs> and I'm so happy that this is why I am, and this is what we're doing now. Yeah. So, um, it's been an interesting journey. I'm, I'm very curious about. Um, your life now and post um post post uni post uh masters coming back and just having your life reshuffle itself and yeah. where you are now. Big Brother Nigeria is a big platform. I'm sure that there are lots of people vying for this job. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, that there are too many of your of friends it. who <laughs> would kick you out of that stage to just be. But but then again. Big Brother Nigeria now, the brand and you it's sort of intertwined. Like, it would be so weird to turn on the TV and see somebody else. What did you do that, that has made you <laughs> such a big part of Big Brother that if you actually left the show, some people would probably stop watching? They will still watch it. Forget it. Nobody, they will still bring back it. There will probably be a campaign saying, These niggas ain't loyal. <laughs> But I get you, mm-hmm. and I, I understand that. But it was also it's part of what I talk about. Some things in your in my career being intentional, mm-hmm. and that was very intentional, right? So it's also a way of putting myself, making myself so present, but also being able to detach myself mm-hmm. as well when I can, right? So like I, I've always told the story about how you know I got this job with Big Brother, and I just knew that okay, I had to present myself differently. Mm-hmm. The show hadn't been done for about three years on the continent. Mm-hmm. In the country, it hadn't been done for about, I think twelve years at the time or thirteen years. So there was a vacuum. By the same time, the memory that people that people had of the show was with a certain presenter, you know, who had done an amazing job. I yeah. you know. So if I'm going to come on, I needed to make this show Ebuka. And what am I going to bring in? And originality is very important to me. 
I knew there was going to be comparisons. I knew people were going to wonder, oh, what does he think he's doing? Mm. You know, it's people don't really like change. True. But I also needed to, as much as possible, exert enough of my personality onto the show that when people come around mm-hmm. to understanding why I'm hosting, they also are drawn to me in a way that we even if I'm there and they have an opinion, when I'm not there, they kind of be like, oh, I see what he was doing, yeah. you know. So that was very important to me. So for me, with Big Brother, it was very simple things. What are my biggest strengths? Or what were my biggest strengths at the time? Like I said, I don't remember mine for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And over time of being on TV, I'd, I'd realized that my strengths lies in interviews. There are people whose strengths are being funny or being mm-hmm. quirky or being witty. Yeah. I'm an interviews guy. That's where my... Now there are the, you know, that's where the, that's where the vibe. You know, <laughs> I, love just, I love asking questions. Yeah. So I had to introduce that element onto the live show where crossing into the house and chatting with the housemates became almost like a, it's so what did you do yesterday? You know, it became a thing. So now it's almost like if you don't do it, you're not a good presenter yeah. or big brother. Meanwhile, it, it wasn't a thing. Oh. Yes. Before you cross into the house to evict, you might just say, hi, how was your week? Da, 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 then you evict and go. But the interrogation and, what they called shaking tables mm. was never a thing, but it was because it was what I do or what I used to do on Robin Man. Yeah. And every other show I've hosted where I was an interviewer, the sports and all of that. Mm. I brought that element because I knew that was where my strength lied. Mm. Then the other strength I had was in outfits. I had been always been on all these lists from that 2006 where I did Big Brother. Every year, oh, best dressed man of the year. I, there's one I put on Twitter the other day. It was a this day, whatever. Mm. They are best dressed list for 2007. We're going to talk about And I was the winner of that year. But anyway, so I'd always been this guy. I mean, fashion them might not be what it is mm. now, but I've always been seen as this guy who likes clothes. Yeah. So for Big Brother, I'm like, okay, this is Big Brother Niger. I remember having a conversation with my producer at the time telling her, I'd like to wear an Agbada for the launch show. And she was like, oh, are you sure? You know, mm. are you going to be able to walk? You know, how will people receive it? I'm like, don't worry. I have some good guy who's going to do this. Mm. So I started bringing in those elements of what I wore. I didn't know it was going to not become this, ah, was he wearing next? Yeah. I just wanted to look good, you know. So those were the two major things I brought I onto the show and those were things that were authentic to me. So every Sunday, before every season, I always say this, before every season, I know what I'm wearing even on the finale. We already have a plan of all the outfits and all of that. So everything, wow. I'm not stressing myself over ah, what am I wearing next Sunday. There's already a, a plan of what it is. The pigeon English, English proverbs, stuff like that, you know, that was... I remember also talk, having that conversation with my director. Mm. And he, he actually liked it. I was like, okay. Shad don't say anything that is going to be vulgar. I was like, mm-hmm. no problem. I'm just going to be, instead of advising them, let me just drop a pigeon proverb, which is like an advice. Mm. But it's very Nigerian. That also excites it people. Yeah. So I think it's those things where people know this is Ebuka. Yes. So make, just putting my stamp mm. on the show. And if it's going to put pressure on, if I live one day, whoever mm. it is, it might put pressure on them, but I think the lesson or the moral in all of this mm. is come in and also be you. Mm. What are your strengths? What are you good at? What are you going to bring in that? And okay, this is what this guy is about. And I think that's what's, I think you have the that's what has now made it look like this is what Big Brother should be. Mm. You know, as against this is what Ibuka brought on the show, but. Yeah. I think I think you have done amazingly well, but I, I really want to see you. People deal with this, try to collect this work. I know. I know. No, no, I, no, I, I have names. You. No, but I have names. Jesus. Oh, yeah. So, like, like your guys that you know from yeah. industry, you think they can do it better than you, sure? Everybody thinks they can do everything better than everybody. I mean, the year I left Big Brother, 2006, I thought I could host Big Brother. 
and I thought that with, with all convictions, yeah. But I didn't know that I was like, there's no way I could have done it. Well, how does that rub off on you knowing that you know these people one on one? I mean, not all of them are malicious, let's be honest. There are people yeah. who will be like, ah, if this thing ever opens up, oh, I don't mind. Mm. I can kind of see that. If you have a guy in a certain industry mm. who is able to put you in somewhere, I can mm. understand you having that kind of conversation. But when it's malicious, I also know. And I've heard some names and I've heard about some conversations mm. and I've seen certain conversations. I've also heard about people who have had conversations, not even with industry people, but just, you know, that guy I know, you know, people who I would have thought were mm. my people. Uh, you know that thing about saying the person who defends you when you're not in the room yeah. is your real friend. You know, I've had conversations where, you know, something came up and the people who you thought would have defended you would be like, but that guy knows Sabi Jerry, that guy is not, not hosting, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. I know where, yeah. And I'm the guy who doesn't actually go out. So you might not see me and that person having to interact. Mm. So know whether, and if we do, I mean, I know my friends and I, I know how this industry works. I know people who are acquaintances. I know people who are Lagos Ekis people. I'll do the IQs, we move on. <laughs> you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm too old for this. So yeah, let's see who. Yeah. If it's time for me to move, I move. And someone is, I'm not going to be here forever. Not my papa work. You know, I know it's not a job I'm going to have forever. So while I'm doing it, I'm just going to do it to the best of my ability. Mm. When it's time for me to leave the stage, someone else is definitely going to take over and hopefully the person even does a better job. But the scheming, I've heard about it a few times. Some I just wonder if it's true, but there's some who are, that I've seen proof of. And I'm just like, okay, good to know. Um, but by the grace of God. Of people, like, do you, are you now more alert? Are you more Maybe, but I'm, I don't know. So I always tell people that it's very hard for me to even open up, first of all. It's amazing, you know. I know they, <laughs> first of all, I know they do. If, the kind of my personality, yeah. You know, I mean, my personality. If I'm not gonna say anything to you, yo, it just takes. By the time I reply you two times in the conversation, you kind of know that yeah, this conversation is not gonna go anywhere. And that's how I am. If I know there's nothing that can ever make me cool with you because of how I know you feel about me, yeah. so that's who I am. First of all, if I know there's nothing, I'm also very hard to impress by flash True. or ah, oh, but this guy don't blow or this mm. guy has money or I'm also not that guy who's gonna be like excited by those kind of things so it's very good it's very hard to sway me you know so generally about trusting i've never even felt the need to even over trust in the first place mm. to be honest but the ones who have felt weird about yes it's made us a little awkward maybe a few people here and there but generally you don't even see me to even know mm. but i've I've also gotten a lot of people tell me people in the media who tell me guy when you are in this place, watch your drink. I've heard stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah like I watch your drink. I'm just like, really? It's, it's not crazy. that deep now. It's Top where this walk. I you know, so I, I, I've gotten that a few times. I'm like, okay. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I honestly never believe that it's that deep. So I don't take uh, it that seriously. I've heard yeah. like it's that deep. So I'm, I'm trying to understand why you have such a strong sense of sense of self. Right, yeah. because what what I'm hearing now is that you are so in touch with yourself that if somebody did something external, you probably react to it differently than I would probably react to it. Yeah, because if, if I heard that thing, I would be just being my feelings. 
go see me. Like, I really don't like Wahala, so I'm going to avoid, I'm going to yeah. oh my God. Now that's how I'll go, go myself through the, the post. <laughs> they put quotes in. I'm so right. I'm just like, yo, because this industry thing is crazy. Yeah, it is. And it's very real. It's real. And it is very real. And I don't, I think I, I don't know. It's probably just how I'm wired. It's probably also maybe the way what I got from my parents, mm-hmm. but also evolution. Cause like I said, over time, I also become even more in my zone and I just know what matters to me. Right. So I, and I'm, I sabi cuts. I'm very good at cutting people off mm-hmm. without it being brutal. So I'm not going to cut you and be like, ah, don't talk to me. We will still have a, hey, what's up? But, but like I said, you know that, okay, this conversation cannot pass one minute. And that's it. So yeah. I'm good at that. When I know someone is not really good for me, I know when to that's so stop the familiarity. They call me yeah. arrogant these days. Like, yeah. That's really how I process. Like, oh, I've been called arrogant for 16 years. Yeah. It's, but you also can't, you have to be what, do what makes you happy. Exactly. You know, honestly, because, you now want to not be arrogant in their definition of arrogance and then things, you know, spiral. Mm. And then, I mean, I know I'm not an arrogant person. Am I the friendliest person? No. But the opposite of friendliness is not arrogance. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm not jumping around and jumping mm. on anybody's back on the table and shouting doesn't mean I'm arrogant. Mm. I might just be shy. I might be a recluse. I might be mm. in a mood. It could be a bunch of other things. It doesn't have to be arrogant. But I've been called arrogant a lot. You can just enter events, your shoulder, I could just do like, yeah, this is how every guy should have used normally. So, it's basically, it's not as high as both his version. Ah, both is the highest of them all. <laughs> <laughs> I told you so many times. Because it's, it's so crazy because, yeah. and actually, my, my energy is warm, but I realize no. that over time, even people, why they give this warm energy to oh, no, no, no. And I feel on energies because I'm always in my feelings. Yeah. So I feel like I'm one place now. Like, let's say, because maybe you think something, you can agree with me with ah. I'll compose text, give you, say, did I offend you? Like, that's, that's me. So yeah. that inconsistency doesn't, just doesn't do well with yeah. me. So over time, I start avoiding. And when I start avoiding, because I see idea arrogant. Yeah. So it's a lot of, yeah, I'm okay. I don't, I don't believe in star signs and zodiacs or whatever. I believe and die you. But apparently my, my star sign is supposed to be very emotional. What's the but I'm also a loner. I'm a cancer. Ah no, you are not. But you are wild. We get people. Just, exactly. So we're supposed to be no. We're, we're emotional. No, we're we supposed to be criers, right? But we flip very easily, right? But at the same time, we're loners. We're very wicked. Yes, you know, which is where maybe those ones are true. If I you know, believe like, I know I'm a loner. Yeah. Like, leave me alone. And don't like people too. Yeah, I don't like my people. friends. Don't kill that you. one I, know, I don't cancer. like. People. <laughs> can't stand people. You just human beings annoy me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, why, why you put like that. Too. Stay in your house now. <laughs> That's him. Don't yeah. eat his food. Don't, he's very touchy. Just yeah. day your day. day. Yeah. Wow. So like I said, I don't believe in it, but everybody always says I'm a typical cancer. I think cancer. you should read about it more. Like you're a proper cancer. Hey, but what's it going to do for me if I die like this? Will you heal anything? No, just I don't need healing, do I? I, will, I mean, other people will better understand you. I think you better yeah. understand yourself as well. I don't know. Yeah. I know I'm a loner. People who need to understand me understand me. Mm. I mean, it took my wife a, a bit to understand, okay, this is how this boy really is. We're not quarreling. <laughs> he, yeah, he just wants to lie down on the couch and watch TV. It's not like we're quarreling. Yeah. I thought I didn't like, but just yeah. for, for some reason, it, it's not like he's not answering you. just. I'm saying now what? You know they penetrate this brochure. Ebuka was so tough. Ebuka, that's why I say I struck till you agree to come on this couch. I the day the day where I won't send you um this thing eh? the message. You know that night I you know my usual prayer. I just say Holy Spirit, what am I going to do about this show? I don't even a joke. This is a, not a joke. 
I said, Holy Spirit, please. I know, I, who's my next? That's the video had come. Say, God, like, what? So I thought of Ebuka. I said, huh? My spirit said, Ebuka. I want to go Forget it. <laughs> then my spirit said, just no, just send him a message. If he doesn't agree, it's fine. I also wanted to do some emotional blackmail just in case. That's why I introduced that story of saying, you know, so that's how you wear my, <laughs> <laughs> when you wear my trousers. If you see no, if you see no bed, I said, I want to be sure. I really want to be heartless. And thank God that you proved me. If I didn't want to come, I would have come. Not even after. And I for carry for I, I for the greets you yeah. as brosso, but I don't see that in office. I go find one like give you. Ah yes, you forgive me. You cannot keep me. No, I, I think that. But well, I mean, why not? You really wanted to come on the show. <laughs> Thank you for so much for coming on the show. But yeah. I have another question. I pay. Is people that really Lucifer? <laughs> I don't even know if I want to say anything. <gasps> I don't know why they will not say. No, no, no. I don't know. Exactly. So I don't even know if I should put my mouth in any conversation. This is me asking as the audience. What do you mean who Not is the brother? In, Explain the question. Like, is he a person? Is he a voice? Is he, is he somebody that pays your salary? Is he somebody that you guys go to and say, oh, big brother, look at what they've done in the house. So, so you know, the idea of big brother is an all seeing, all hearing mm-hmm. slash being in charge. Mm-hmm. Is You know, that show is a microcosm of the world. It is. Right, where the voice and the cameras are government, where they are watching over us, and the literature can make a law today that changes your life. Is it after that book? Is it, is it a book? Yes. A group of Yeah, but it was, the show was developed in Sweden anyways. It was kind of loosely of that is it book. Judge Orwell? I can't remember yeah. the book. Yeah. So the whole idea is, this is a small society. Mm-hmm. This voice, this cameras, is this entity mm-hmm. that is in charge of your lives and can say, you know what, mm-hmm. you're a victim just because. It's kind of like how life works. You're going to jail yeah. because the law says so, you know. So Big Brother is not a person. Big Brother is a, I don't, is an idea, if you know what I mean, where the, is a reflection of what life could be. So the whole idea, the original, I always say this, the original <laughs> idea of Big Brother was to get a bunch of people from all works of life into a house. Different, Carriers, genders, personalities. It has now morphed all over the world into this entertainment channel. But originally, you're supposed to have doctors, pilots, janitors, Mm. whatever. It's mixed human beings. So it's like a small reflection of society Mm -hmm. and see how they coexist. Mm -hmm. Not 20 aspiring singers, which is what everybody wants now. Nobody, I'm not throwing shit, but it's usually what it shows. It is, Even yeah. in America, in the UK, it now became this channel for stars. But it's the idea originally was to yeah. watch people and see how they would interact. Mm. If you're throwing a cleaner with a politician, how are they going to exist in the same space? You know, that kind of thing. So the idea originally was to just watch people and see how they can coexist. Mm. Not what it has now become where the day you go in, you're like, ah, more when I leave yeah. this house, I go, Mm-mm. Live in the house first. Mm. Now, the moment you enter, are you planning your branding yes, so. and strategy? Ha. Even yeah. from before you enter the house, they don't know plan say, I will be so very you dramatic. T- you have to get a team before you enter the house. Yes, so. They can't bother you. Remember, you never select you. You don't get social media manager. You don't get PA. You don't get, I have not even entered the live show. You know, so it's a different show now. Mm. And, you know, a lot of people, it's hard now to go back to what it was. Mm. Because first of all, how do you now switch up the audition process to find those people is that way where it's uh, also entertainment is different now. You know, back in the day, it was okay to have 
15, 20 people in the house and they actually just exist and go. Now, I always say in our season, the first kiss was like week four or something. Week three. Ah. Yeah, From the door, don't they because then it was okay. So, okay, they are just enjoying their mm-hmm. Oh, they woke up, they ate, they mm-hmm. danced, they slept. Now, if you get regular people into your house and they never kiss by the third day, ah, uh, hey, your season is dry. Now, me, they go one beats. <sighs> so, now even the idea of entertainment has morphed where mm-hmm. people have to now be a certain way or you have to. You have to want to be a certain way to even get on the show because yeah. by the time they say, are you going to be able to do this? You're like, ah, no, I know they come again. You know, so it's harder to go back to what the original mm. plan of the show was. It's crazy. Yeah. Would you ever do it? <laughs> <laughs> me, we tried two times. I don't carry people. So you would have done it. But so as you are now, you, if they had a, an influencer or celebrity, I wouldn't version, do, would you it do it now. You would do now, it. I know better. And I'm, so I, I see You wouldn't do every, it now? No, I wouldn't. An influencer or celebrity I version? Sweat Why not? Because where my life is right now, eh, I think I'm involving into somebody that will probably be very private and I really don't want my be- my business. Like, I just realized how much of my life will be seen. Because after three days, if you try to, to rehearse, you, you understand? All my bad guys could just come outside. And I, I cannot even stand the trolling. And so sometimes when I see some of my friends, how they troll, I'm just like, wow. What did they do? Imagine me with those be I just have a hundred k followers by a day. They see the cost. Let alone see I can't go. Carry it your just, own and leg. it happens at once because it has taken me years to even get to a place where my mind is so like it's enough. So you, to, you grew to it. Yes, this guy is actually going and out and he's like. And that's why I feel sorry for them yeah, because it's a lot. It's a lot because for four years I've been slowly working myself to even become the person that I'm, I am now. And when I really wanted to go for people at the time, I thought it was my way out. That's what most people come on the show think. I thought and that's why the deep, unfortunately for a lot of people who get mm. when they leave the show and the expectations are not met. That's why the deep is very, very hard as well. Because it's like you're watching these housemates mm. from a distance and you have a certain perception of what life is for them. Mm. Now you are friends with a lot of them, so you know. But imagine, you remember when you didn't know? Yeah. When you just go on Instagram and you just, if they're not posting a, a, a an endorsement, they're buying a car. They're at an event. They're at a party. Mm-hmm. They're meeting a governor. So it just looks like, wow, this is all they do just, just by going to a house for three months. Yo. That's what you think it is. But that shit is tough. I know the kind of conversations I've had with housemates. Yeah. I know the kind of messages I've gotten from housemates. Yeah. I know the ones who have never reached out to me because they don't know how to, but I've heard. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's very, very hard. It's and it's a huge part of it is because there's a certain belief that's and even before they get into the show because they have a whole session with psychologists before they come on there's a, a preparation like you know you can go into this thing and this is what might happen at that point you see believe it can never be me yes uh-uh. yes it must take a bad business person to go on this show and not make it yes that's what everybody says ah uh-uh. just give me one week i know before they go they go okay. i get i get those the booker one week, I swear to God, now I need to. I tell you, finish on our I swear. I like what makes you different from all these other people that they say, don't worry. Hey, because their friends go to everyone encourage us. You get personality. It's not you, I get. You because they laugh. Yeah, you. Who be also? So, I swear. What's your hot guys wearing the whole super? I swear. Go, you go. So you will get personality. You will be dressed. You will be fine. You know, a lot of people. I get people say that a lot. They call specific names. I say, wait, if you saw that, they ask. Forget. If I go that show, I'm like, no. It doesn't work that way because the industry will swallow you. Jesus. Whole. And then you now want to be famous and broke. 
which is the worst thing that can happen to anybody in this life. It's crazy. You know, it's so funny that they tell me that even the industry people that are already there before they come out, right? They give them some some sort of like treatment that is oh, you just they come out, be mm. you say if you want to take take over for you. So I feel like people who have been in industry for years working and maybe like TV or radio, automatically when these people come and want to take chance or position, they sort of give them some kind of attitude which is it's very hard to earn the respect yeah. especially if you are transitioning into a there's a whole category now called big brother actors sadly because they believe even if you're a good actor mm. you only got the job because you were on the show I went through that thing as well because like I told you I got a job in the year after mm. I Big Brother mm. with a good brand but it was on NCA and when I started getting hosting gigs and people would literally say because you go to they, yeah. I had to earn mm. A Buka, the TV presenter. I was a Buka Big Brother. I mean, I'm a Buka Big Brother now, but <laughs> I was a Buka Big Brother, like the housemates, yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Until they now saw me consistently mm. actually doing it. So it, it slowly, and a lot of the housemates unfortunately go through it now because they just believe mm. you you got an easy leg in, yeah. you know. The respect, unfortunately, it makes me very sad because a lot of them are very talented. Quite. A lot of very good yeah. actors have come out of that mm. show. A lot of very good entrepreneurs have come out of that mm. show. A lot of very good musicians. But they just believe if you didn't go on Big Brother, now Big Brother help you. So the industry people too do that. Yeah. They do it a lot. And, and, you know, the people are so deep. I have friends who I'm always advising and, and it's so crazy because I think like, the real work even starts after the house that, the that one year where you have to prove yourself you have to be part. in business you have to compete amongst your 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 fellow housemates who are sending every other every other endorsements and you think that there's probably no way out for you yeah. you probably can even go silent for one year but me I actually think that the show is you know when people have been working for years say you worked for years before you became disabled guy, and in one year this show gives you that level of popularity that people have been people that have learned how to maintain relationships, people that have learned how to be better on the job, and you're just thrown out there. I don't know. I feel like they should have therapy for like three months after, at so, least. Here's the thing, and I, I need to say this very clearly because people don't seem to understand it. So once they leave the show, first of all, the day after, the morning after, they go through a session with the psychologist mm-hmm. and it's a whole back and forth and it's unlimited time talk as much as you want mm-hmm. it's always going to prepare you they do that before they give you your hand, your phone back mm-hmm. your mobile phone because they're going to say you're going to open your phone you're going to see comments on your page that are just kind of preparing for what's mm-hmm. to come we offer that psychologist at any time to the housemates for six months wow. I mean she's not going to come and knock on your door and say it's therapy time the whole idea is if you ever feel like I need to speak with someone she's available and I don't know that that's option has ever been closed off because we understand the gravity of this of what the show is mm. you know but also at the same time the first couple of months after a housemate leaves the show is their most times their peak because they just came out mm. their fans are making them excited suddenly do you know what it means to leave the world with just your family and your university friends and like 600 followers on Instagram and coming out and someone in Uganda knows you. Mm. Do you know what that yeah. does to? So it's, it's hard to take in. And at that time, they don't understand it's a problem. Most True. times they realize it's a problem yeah. months down the line or sometimes a year down the mm. line and it's not like, oh, the high has now. It's just crickets most of know. the time after. Unfortunately, when you're telling a lot of these housemates before 
or right after they come out that yo, they just this is they understand or they say they understand, but they don't get it because there's a lot of things like you have to experience it yeah. to actually understand what uh, it is, you know. So and they can't they don't get it then because at that time they're still getting all these cash gifts. What's this they call it? Dollar bouquet. What do they call it? <laughs> Dollar uh, cake. But you don't say that I need that dollar. That's never really pay me. See, they are talking. I've known people that for five years. They never, they never give you buy room. These fans have never bought some. You see, they pay me because I, I, they, some people don't get six motors. Six. People some don't people get don't house buy house key of anything. Give me. <laughs> <laughs> I have dollar cake, dollar cake. So they are going through that phase where dollar cake is happening. Flower money bouquet. You know, every day, oh, this sheep has sent this. You know, there's just things. So you can't tell them at that time that Anything it's going go to wrong, yeah. They might see that it's happened to others, but they also wonder, ah, not yet. Mm. Let me still. Until it's slowly, and it's a very slow process. Quite. Your, your phone starts ringing a lot less. That airport where they nearly tear your shirt, you now walk through it. There's just maybe three people who are like, hi. Ah. Mm-hmm. Then one time someone else says, ah, were you on an ultimate search? You now realize, no, it's a different show. They were already mixing you up with a different show. You don't see like that's happening. I, remember, I just said that because I remember. <laughs> <laughs> like three years after I did Big Brother. So it's... You must have felt Kibuka. No, it's not Emeka. Stop. Ultimate search. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, After no. all this hard and there's work. a friend of mine, Imao Goli, he lives in America now, mm-hmm. who was like my mentor on TV then. He used to crack up whenever people don't recognize me because he's like, you go calm down. <laughs> I said, no. He said, oh, Ife. I said, ah. Stop. <laughs> Stop. He did not. So is that where you now become your familiar but they don't even know where they know you from. Yeah. It. So it's moments like that that make you realize, yeah, this market don't they? That's when you realize, oh, this is what they meant mm. when they said things were going to be a little rough. And not everybody takes it very well. I mean, thankfully, a lot of these guys are very lucky. And I say that, I know you might come across, but social media, you can't even be an influencer. So yeah. At least a lot of them, thankfully, still see while they are working on whatever it is they are working mm. on, they're still, okay, let me post this brand. Yeah. We didn't have Shege, Shingbang, when you come out, you don't come out. When you want post, who want influence with you? They don't throw you out. Like <laughs> so if you don't have work, they're like finished. It's the work factor. Uh-huh. Now, people, you can start a podcast. What are you starting? You say, we didn't even have internet. You, you, <laughs> you understand? You, you know what so, I'm saying? It was a very rough time. You know one of the things I'm most grateful for is that growing like this has allowed me to grow up my pace. Yeah. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've learned. I know what is important now. In fact, for the whole of last year, I'll tell you for free that I was finding myself, to be honest. And I think that I finally got some of this show when I got comfortable with myself. Yeah. So I'm now thinking, if I'd gone for Big Brother in 20... When, what is the audition? 2019, 2020. If they had allowed me to go on that show, I'd probably be an emotional mess right now because mentally I wasn't ready for the show. And see what your friends are going through. Yeah. So I'm just like, first of all, the trolling, and I don't do well with trolling. That's why I don't mm-hmm. even get into altercations on social media. I hate all of that drama. So imagine if you're exposed to that every day for one year, back to back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's coming with all the gifts and everything. Then yeah. after one year, it's just crickets. Yeah. I but I mean, there are people who have done well. So the thing is, which is why I always say, first of all, the original format of this show 
is still very important to me. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to be a doctor and come exactly. on and go back to being a doctor. Exactly. You don't have to. Nobody says this is a ticket. And that's one thing I hate when I hear fans say you wasted the opportunity. Yes, it's a great platform to blow, but at the same time, you can actually just go back to your life. Mm. One of the most popular guys on my season, Joseph, was an, a flight attendant with Virgin Atlantic. I think, I think he probably did this whole paparazzi thing for like two months. I just said, you know what? Goodbye, guys. Wow. Went back to Virgin Atlantic. People will fly and be taking pictures of him. Like, ah, this is the guy from... Mm. But he was happier because he realized, I don't like this noise. Mm. And it's okay. So if people understand that not everybody is really going to care about this, it took mm. people a long time to understand that Miracle did not commit a sin. He literally just not... He really just wants to be a pilot. I respect that guy Yes, so I want to be on a reality show, but I needed this money, not the lifestyle. Mm. I've taken the money. I've gone back to my work. Even if I didn't get the money, I could still go back to being a pilot. I tried to make money off mm. of this, not trying to blow. It's okay. So there's no wasted opportunity. It's also okay to realize that this thing is not working and be mm. like, you know what? Yeah, I had a bank job. Or I can go back into the financial sector. Not everybody's going to make it in that way. But at the same time, a lot of people have. And it's also interesting that, you know, we always use people like Bisola as an example. Yeah. Bisola knew what she wanted when she went to mm-hmm. on the show. And that always helps. When you kind of have an idea, this is what I want to do. Because of how the show works now. Bisola, you know, in Lecon, for example, now who was, yeah. who's collaborating with some of the biggest names in the industry. Yeah. You know, they had a plan before coming on the show. And they said, okay, when I come on this show, I'm going to use this platform to do this. Mm-hmm. People like Toby, who was not an actor before, True. but knew he wanted to be an actor and took it seriously, mm. not expecting things to land on his table. Exactly. You know, and he's working at being a good actor. Mm. So he has to be intentional about these things, not just going on. You can't aspire, as far as I'm concerned, to go on people and, okay, my career now is to wait for brands. You could be an influencer, fine, for a while, mm-hmm. but that was really your plan to just say, okay, ah, Lipton is going to just call me. True. That's not really a plan, in my opinion. Maybe it is now. Maybe I, they say times mm. are different. I don't know. But I just feel like, you know, when you have an idea what it is you want to do, if that's what you want, or if you want to just come and have fun, you shouldn't come and have fun and go back to your life. There's no hard and fast route to it, honestly. But expectations are very scary. Yeah. Don't right. have those expectations. But I'm also very glad that a lot of people have, lives have changed from the show. I swear. I mean, I've seen people who... Mm-hmm. I always have all their number of their Instagram followings before they start mm. the show. I have all their, and when I see what they become, we're just like, I know what your page was like. I know I they do not come out, they do not delete all their pictures. <laughs> they start from, That's a new life. Which you know, photo, yeah, new, new. Photo every other day. I'm like, I know what your page was like. You know, so it's mm. nice to see that mm. a lot of their lives change, a lot of, you know, career paths shift. Yeah. People who never thought they'd be doing certain things are doing them. Yeah. But yeah, it can also be. I hard, thought yeah. overall, overall, the show has its benefits, more benefits than. Oh, of course, on yeah. so many levels. Employment for one. Yeah. That show employs eh? a lot of people. I tell you when they move to Nigeria. Come on, man. Do you know how people work on that show? People think hey, that's why they're always abusing me. So let me that they know. Easily, <laughs> on a season, there's over 300 people that make this show work. Wow. Besides the secondary employment, people who are su- supplying food, suppliers of this and that, easily there's over a thousand people who make that show successful wow. on a broad range. But direct employment is over 300 people. So that's wow. one. First of all, then of course, just the people who have come on and what they've become and, you know, the inspiration it has become for a lot of other people. It's, you can't take it away from, from that. So, I mean, Big Brother is, and it has also changed 
to an extent what people think about Nigeria because this show is seen outside of the continent, yeah. outside of Nigeria. There's people who had a certain belief of what Nigerians are. Mm. That what is that done for music? You know, uh, the Saturday yeah. parties, all of a sudden some guy in Angola knows, you know, it's a random song that he probably would have never pressed play on. It's you know, so it's little song. things like that. The cultural influence it has on the continent is beyond crazy. Beyond. It's, it's, it's true. Yeah. I agree. There's a lot of people are abusing it. I mean, shout out to Big Brother Mzanzi. Their season is ambiguous in South Africa. I really want to watch that. I saw some people saying, ah, this is your Saturday. People should play Nigerian songs. And it was not Nigerians who were saying it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that's, I love it. that tells you, you know. No, the show is really doing, doing well. It's doing well. Like, yeah. I just wish that they would give me some of that money. It's just crazy how much somebody would just make. Maybe that they work so many money. years. It's a lot of money. It's just give somebody money. that kind of money. It's a lot of money. Even for people to want to die, they go to the house. <laughs> it's a lot of money. Even the hundred thousand dollars now, it still was fifty something million. Are you joking? Yeah. That, you know what I'll do with that money? Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, now it's car. Now, okay, it was actually hundred thousand dollars plus other things. I can't remember. Like, I know it was dollars, sir. I would just put it somewhere, sir. <laughs> anyway, I think, <laughs> I, I think that we've, we've expended so much time and yeah. thank you so much for coming on. I really didn't think you were going to come, but thank you for Stop judging actually me. obliging me. I mean, no, I'm not judging you, judge you. not a lie. He's not a lie. Now you've been like this. But I, I'm happy that you that you came on. Um, Before I go, who they, so who, who they pick your clothes? Because a lot, a lot of people want to know, what's with this wardrobe? Where's it coming from? Why are you, why do you shop? Why are you shopping? Why are you shopping? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you shop your book? See who they talk. So you wonder why you want tough wear, but yeah. Why tell you why not say you where you where you tough, eh? You don't want tough top where what I see for your body, eh? I don't buy it since eh? And for you to know where that top day, you don't go inside <laughs> inside. inside the side. <laughs> go find out. I see you wanna just say, look at this man. <laughs> Leave us alone. <laughs> where did they find all these clothes from? I don't know. First of all, I've never had a stylist in my life. You told me. Yeah, I've never had a stylist. People always say, no, your stylist is doing a great job. I don't know. Not me. I've, I like certain things. Mm. And maybe also over time, because of the kind of pages I've looked at on Instagram, my explore page, half of mm. it is always popping up fashion, young fashion yeah. ideas. Mm. So most of them, I look at my explore page. I just say, oh, who be this one? Ah, Lagos. Ah. <laughs> Guys, send me this thing. Yeah. That has happened a few times, yeah. you know. So, but I just like certain things and I like to look good. Mm. And so over time, it's, I think an idea, I've grown to have an idea of what I want to be seen as. True. Like I said, with Big Brother, for example, I work with pretty much the same kind of designers. There's Maya Tafa, there's Ugo Moye, there's mm. Deco, you know, there's Vance Carey. So we've done three seasons of the show now. So before a season starts, season usually starts in July. By May, we're already having conversations, okay. How many outfits are you making? Three? You're making four? You're making two? This is what we're trying to look at. What are we trying to achieve? Da, da, da. Send ideas back and forth. Before July, we have the outfits. But it's a collaboration. You know, yeah. we're like, okay, this is... Now, Ugumoye and I stop on Ugumoye. Very stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> they say, Bukano, this velvet it's is what, what you're going to... I love wear. it. It's okay. Can we reduce... Now, beg our God, <laughs> <laughs> No, but those outfits... Yeah. I, so, you know... My lot of those people outfits is just for me to just make noise. Most, most of them are just like, I know I will not wear this thing outside. Yes, yes. But it's a... For me, it's like a stage to just have fun. I also I mean, read somewhere... Cape, for that example. Fashion is a huge <laughs> part of showbiz. People might yes. not understand people how... People never understood it for a while. It is. Yeah, it is. So when, when you said Using that, I was like, this kid just understands yeah. this thing. I w- I've always thought it was very important. Before very... I even got a show like Big Brother, I mean, like, Robin Minds, I had to wear a suit, so I was like, okay, I yeah. get it. But I've always wondered when I watch a lot of these reality shows we had in Nigeria, mm-hmm. but I always wondered, you, there's so much you could Where do with this fashion? thing because the stage is beautiful 
And then you're, I'm just like, mm. so I always knew that it was something I was going to do. Yeah. Enjoy it. Just, but would you, you say know? you stood out because a lot of your colleagues were not dressing up at the time. It was also, yeah, that, that yeah. also helped because yeah, at the time, fashion mm. was not, you can associate fashion with, you just had to, okay, this is our wardrobe for the season. Mm. Take it. That was what it was. It was an oversized suit. Okay, we'll just pin the shoulder small. <laughs> yeah, then, then you get then this boring blue for a yeah, bag or something so, so then TV was what does the production want me to wear mm. that was what TV had always been as against what do I want to look like yeah. a lot of these things are very recent and I, I mean I don't like to brag but I knew I was a part of uh, why men's fashion women used to try at least yes. men were seen a certain way wear True. a black suit or wear a blue suit wear your tie I'm just going to do this thing and True. go I consciously wore colors more traditional, you know, just have fun, man. And uh, like I say, a lot of things I wear on Big Brother, I would never wear them on a regular day. But yes. I'm like, why not wear it there and just have fun? You don't save child. I don't try. Give Ebuka his flowers. I don't try. Ebuka, you, don't, you don't dress up for us. Like, you don't try. You don't try. Some controversial ones. Ah! Right. <laughs> hey, <laughs> but I mean, like, I'm happy that you've done all of these things. And, and I think Thank that you your career has actually just set a map for some of us. And it shows what we can eventually become. And I'm very excited because a lot yeah. of you guys, I mean, look at what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have dared to, maybe if I was in this generation, maybe, but I know mm-hmm. thinking about when I was in my twenties, I wouldn't have dared to say, I'm going to start something on my own. Mm-hmm. Where I want to start? Booze at it, booze at it. So it's this. very inspiring as well to see what's, and I know how different the future is going to be. You know, whether it's from this way streaming is going to work to the way Shows are going to be formatted. Mm-hmm. I know there's things are just going to be different. Now you guys are doing amazing, man. Thank you so I much. I thought you get like that. I don't know. I did with you now. You know how they say is I know they leave markets. Uh, I will ask what you go to after big brother. You got to my gym, my trousers. It's, it's supposed to. It's supposed to open like production house. So we see all these small youngest could just come. You, just you know, I've told you this before. I'm a terrible mentor. Yeah, I tell you. Yeah, that. you told yeah. me. I, I and it's not intentional. I don't know how to mentor people. Maybe it's also because I don't like people. So I don't know what I want to be telling them. I and I, I really, you, I beg you. Is there a school? You say mentorship school for mentoring? No. I feel like I need to attend it. I, I don't know how to... I don't think there's any yeah. science to mentor. I just feel like you just constantly check on the people. That's what I don't know how to growing. do. Yeah, my, mother still, my mother still quarrel with me yesterday. No, because I, I beg you. you. Remember that? that you know, it's I me, know. I just, <laughs> my, you cannot even win with him. I beg. I tell you, I just, that's why I say it's not because I don't like... like I just don't know. I don't know what it is. Because mm. I will not check on you. And it's not because I hate okay. you. Yeah, I don't need to remember. Mm. I just want to be in my, my area. It's fine, that's fine. But me, there's one know? last request that I have. And I really wish I was better at it because I get that request in my DMs. I get that a lot. But I, I just say, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, we had that one dinner thing where I tried. Yeah. I could I'm see going that. to do another one. See that dinner, no, no, no. I, I, see, I like I that actually. You try. Yeah, but I really just wanted... I want to do things like that more often. I don't want to do the, oh, come to class. This is how to present one <laughs> one. Just have conversations, you know. Things along those lines, or whatever I can morph into, I don't know yet. I was thinking about it a lot when the new year yeah. was starting, but what I could do with stuff like that. But no, but I'm really terrible at mentoring. This is an idea that I have, right? Yeah. I just feel like sometimes mentoring is just beyond um, checking on the person and ensuring that. Oh, sometimes it's just when they reach out, just tell them the things, the advice, just throw it here and there. Because half of the people that I call my mentor, how many times do I even sit down with them? And do you understand? Even these days, I feel like. I have, I don't know if it's second-hand mentorship, I'll call it. I read books of people that I think that ideally should mentor yeah. me. So it's easier. I'm literally, literally... I watch a lot of their shows. Yeah. That's what I do. I've yeah. always said that my biggest 
inspiration and very sad I never met him was Larry King. Yeah, he, I think I've watched every Larry King interview that has ever been made. But I never met him. But all I did was sit down and mm-hmm. watch how he interviews. I think he's the greatest presenter ever. Greatest interviewer. Yeah, he was yeah, very good. Not, Larry King was not an Oprah who would do you so, with his <laughs> silence. No, I mean, Oprah is great. <laughs> But Larry King so, just leans in and he's so soft and he's like, before you know, you don't tell on your mama name. I swear. Without even, there was, there was just a way of him being very personable. And mm. I think that's kind of what I try to lean yeah. into. So yeah, that's, that's my, so that's, I guess that's also my idea of mentoring. Like there's information out there. There's things for mm. you to learn from. And mm. also I'm very, very wary of advising people because I always feel like everybody's story is different. Mm-hmm. Right. And my path on this thing has just been I can only tell you, I can't tell you this is how to do it because I don't know, I don't know. You'll be so you go work for everybody. True. You know, so if I not tell you do it, you'll not be stuck on that lane. That Ibuka, that if you don't know when Ibuka tell me, no, I don't that, know. Like so I don't, that. Know to, <laughs> I don't like want to that. put anybody in trouble. But I get you, I get you. I'm trying to be a little more con- um, intentional about it. But um, we'll see. I'm happy that you're making like some efforts. I'm changing. Right? I came here. Okay, lastly, if I let you go, yeah. you depress your phone since. Ebuka does not follow me on Instagram. <laughs> so we're going to let get a follow My back. My battery has died. If, if you watch it <laughs> like this, Ebuka, if you don't follow me, <laughs> this is the first one you help in this show. Is it Don Jazzy that tells you this thing? No, not be Don Jazzy. I just realized that. I just realized that. Black box. Please, thank and you. And that was how he ended the show. So, because it's 294, and it has been on 294 for a long time. Why are you counting my phone? Do it, make it the odd number, 295. <laughs> the funny thing out. is, I'm not a fan of, of um, what's it called? Of numbers in fives and tens. I, I have said I have OCD. It's weird, yeah. You know, I'm not surprised that you have an OCD. So, with when I see numbers, like my following now is 3.5 million. It, get, it gives me, I don't like when it's like, when things are perfect, like, with really? numbers, yeah. So I like 294. So if I follow you now, I promise you I might follow one more person. Oh, yeah. Because I don't like it. Eh, <laughs> eh, oh, I'm yeah. weird like that. Oh, yeah. Let, yeah. It happens with, with TV volumes. Uh-huh. The volume has to be a certain number. Ebuka is looking for I can't way, find your page. <laughs> it's T-A-Y. I'm going to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> this was... When, when, you, when I were coming on this show, this was something... So if you go meet me later, I'll say, you know, they see my post. But... For the sake of this show, Ibuka, please. I will mute you. I will just unfollow you if I don't like your content. Ah, uh, that's when enough. I will specially send it to Insta blog, say screenshots. Ibuka <laughs> unfollow Stevie Sun. That's what will give me more clouds than I want. Okay. Your page is not all that. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I say you they see some of the things they we did there. You don't follow. I now. see your stuff now sometimes. Of course. I will not reply your Ibuka still not follow. It's with a heavy heart. <laughs> okay, so by the end of the show, I hope that Ebuka would have followed me. I followed you actually. But so. let me check. Uh, <laughs> Ebuka is so weak because it didn't <laughs> see this part coming. I feel used. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on my show. Thanks for having me. Thank you for yeah, following totally me on Instagram. <laughs> I don't blow. And it's a wrap. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.